Welcome to the Four Listeners Program. Welcome aboard, everybody. Thanks for checking us out this week. On the mics with me this week is the Z-Man. What's up, Z? In a god of the feet of baby. And don't you know that I always... I have no idea actually what the words are. <laughs> the amount of times I've heard that song, I actually don't know what all the words oh are. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Uh, on the other mic is the mighty Gantor. What's up, Gantor? Uh, I froze up. You didn't give me enough time. Every week we do it, bro. I know. I wanted to try and come up with something that wasn't I'm out of beer or I have beer or I'm miserable. <laughs> that's, how, that's what we were going to play if you didn't come in in time. <laughs> we were just going to go find another like, some week like like a year ago that you said you didn't have any beer or something. Yeah, now I have beer this time. Good job. It's the first beer I've had in a few days. Well, all right. Enjoy it. I, I'm trying to, yeah. All right. I need it pretty bad. Um, what up, everybody? I'm Spear. Uh, this week, something must be done about the Miami Dolphins. So, for for those of you listening who haven't been uh, up to, who haven't gotten up to speed on the story, it goes like this: there is a uh, there are two offensive linemen that did play for the Miami Dolphins as of a few weeks ago: Jonathan Martin and Richie Incognito. Jonathan Martin's an offensive tackle. His job. What, how would you how would you describe it? You have to collide with enormous force with another 350 pound uh, lineman to stop said person from getting past you to sack the quarterback or the running back. Is that about is that about right? Yeah, his job is basically create a movable wall and make sure that nobody gets through that wall. That's exactly right. You have to be well, your, your your physical your actual job description is be space be be. You know. Stop matter. Right. Be be an <laughs> obstruction. Be an immovable object, an unstoppable force, right, against another force that's coming at you. I mean, you're you're putting up a a defense for all intents and purposes against those who are trying to attack you. Is that about right? Yeah. Okay. This guy, Jonathan Martin, left the Miami Dolphins because he felt that he was being uh, harassed, bullied, hazed. By uh, Richie Incognito, and more than just Richie Incognito, but the entire Miami Dolphins locker room. Certainly, an NFL locker room is a an aggressive place. I mean, you're dealing with a bunch of people whose job it is to aggressively hit somebody else. Yeah, your job is to be intimidating. Yeah, that's right. I mean, the, the game of football is an aggressive sport. You have to be aggressive. In order to play the sport at it at that level, the NFL being the highest level of the sport, yes, they get paid to do this. That's right. So you're you're paid to participate in this environment. You're paid to thrive in this environment. And an opportunity that most people would fucking give a left nut for. Right. So Jonathan Martin leaves the Miami Dolphins, and the next thing you know, uh, a firestorm starts around this whole story. Adam Schefter from ESPN starts to tweet about the types of things that Richie Incognito, his his teammate on the offensive line, starts to tweet about how he was saying uh, racist and aggressive uh, and threatening things. Yeah, I didn't see what he said that was racist because is is Incognito white? Yes. Okay. Like, because if you say something racist, like what what was that that um what's the Philly dude? Didn't he like do something stupid this year? The oh, Riley guy. Cooper. Riley Cooper, yeah, yeah. Riley Cooper, yeah. Yeah, didn't he, like, start calling people things you probably shouldn't say in well, he public? Well, he was drunk, he was drunk evidently, at a, at a, I think it was, like, a Kenny Chesney concert or some shit like oh, that. Oh, there you go. Drunk as shit at a Kenny Chesney <laughs> concert, was going around dropping the N-word left and right. 
<laughs> so Richie Incognito leaves a, a voicemail for Jonathan Martin, and, and it goes something like this. Hey, what's up, you half-end piece of shit? I saw you on Twitter. You've been training 10 weeks. I want to shit in your fucking mouth. I'm going to slap your fucking mouth. I'm going to slap your real mother across the face. Fuck you. You're still a rookie. I'll kill you. I think that's that's how you do team building. I mean, I've, I've been in a... Uh, I was in a fraternity in college, and I've heard this kind of language. I, I I remember very distinctly one of my one of my buddies saying to me in drunken stupors, going, "I'll kill you," and I ended up being the best man at his wedding. <laughs> so what the fuck is that about? You know, I don't think you can I don't think you can read that out of context and have any idea as to what what that meant. That's a little obsessive, or aggressive, and obsessive, uh, unnecessarily aggressive. It's aggressive, no doubt about it. But again, this is one of those things that, like the the NFL, the, the NFL player has this kind of in them. This is kind of the this is this is the way they're built. It's the way they're wired. Now, I mean, I I'll grant you, you know, using the N word is not usually a good idea if you're a white guy, especially when you have to work with a lot of people that would offend. Not bright. <laughs> right, not bright. Well, these these guys aren't known to be rocket scientists. Well, so. I mean, they've get they got hit in the head so many goddamn times, right? Yeah. So Richie Incognito kind of goes on the defensive, and he turns around and he goes, he he did he does a he does an interview with Fox Sports, and he says, "I've taken stuff too far. I did not intend to hurt him. What I was going for, I hadn't seen my buddy. I wanted to shock him. I wanted him to call me back. When the words are put out of context, I understand why a lot of eyebrows are raised. What people don't know is how John and I communicate to each other. That's his rationale, right? So he's he's basically saying, look, this is how I communicated with him. So so wait, so is he trying to say that was was Martin okay with this? Yeah. In fact, the the broad, the, the the broadcast of the interview where where Incognito defends himself shows text messages from Martin to Incognito right after Martin had left the team, and it says, What's up, man? The world's gone crazy, lol. I'm good, though. Congrats on the win. Yeah, I'm good, man. It's insane, bro, but just know that I don't blame you guys at all. It's just the culture around football and the locker room got to me a little. So he's basically saying, I don't blame you. I just can't be a part of this. Exactly. What? I'm, I'm out. I'm hitting, I'm hitting the eject button. See ya. I'm out. So why is this a story? Exactly. Nobody. It's 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 like um, it's like when a crime's committed and there's actually no person who's actually uh, it's not it's not against anybody, but like the district attorney still feels the need to prosecute because because you have to because, because it's a story. To? I mean, this thing had everything going for it. The reason this blew up the way it did was because this there was there were so many so many hot button items in it. You had the racial thing, right, where you had a white guy calling a, a, a mixed guy a half, a half N-word. You had the whole bullying angle, right, where here's a guy who's sending aggressive text messages or leaving aggressive voicemails and, and saying things that, you know, were, were uber-aggressive. Taken out of context, it's uber-aggressive. You also have the whole NFL locker room thing, right, the culture of the NFL coming to the fore. I have I have two enormous problems with this with this whole thing. The first is that this has gone wildly out of control and has been blown totally out of proportion. Uh, you know what? I'm going to quote. I'm going to quote. There was a um, Greg Coat is a writer for the Miami Herald, uh, a longtime writer for the Miami Herald, and he says this: 
at some point, with astonishing speed, a fairly interesting gossipy little locker room story about how two football teammates got along or didn't, metastasized uncontrollably and swallowed an NFL team and its season. Two guys who play their sport's most anonymous position, offensive line, for one of league's under-radar teams, the Dolphins, suddenly found themselves starring in a national soap opera that became less about what really happened than about the media's coverage of it and all of our overreaction to it. That sounds pretty accurate. What, why, are, why are people even still talking about this? I think that's the only way meaningful change happens. Because you know what? That guy could have just as easily murdered a bunch of people in his locker room. And then you would all be overreacting the other way about how nobody did anything. You gotta be kidding me, man! Uh, I'm not kidding. This is kidding? this is the the stock. This is the stock argument where it's better this guy walked away and that he had the kind of uh, the the kind of personality that he was able to walk away rather than going to his car and then laying waste to the lot. I didn't say it was better. I'm just saying you're lucky that it didn't happen. But if it did happen, you would all freak out. There. Do you think? The NFL would give a crap about concussions if Junior Seau hadn't killed himself, if that Kansas City dude hadn't killed himself. There were so many, so many cases of NFL players struggling with life because of brain-related trauma. You can't, you can't just draw the parallel because Junior Seau was a beloved player, and that was the only reason they're looking at this. I'm saying that's the only thing that's giving it publicity. So you're thinking it, you're thinking this whole thing was serious enough for this to be as as covered and as discussed as it is? I'm just saying I feel bad for the guy. Why do you feel bad for this guy? He shouldn't be bullied like that. What? How do you, you know saw, he was bullied? You saw what's it called? A full metal jacket. What happened at the end of that? But the, so granted, grant, but here's here's the thing. Okay, John, Jonathan Martin wasn't beaten. You don't, you don't. Nobody. You don't know that. But that's the thing. Nobody you, knows. Nobody knows what exactly happened, either on one side of the ledger or the other. You don't know. You don't have all the facts. You don't know whether or not this guy was bullied, or whether or not it was just words that they're using in general. You know what I'm saying? Like taken out of context, though the the, yeah. the voicemail that he left was right. fucking crazy. But you all don't. Right. You never heard the voicemail. And you don't—you never heard any of the other interactions between him and Jonathan Martin. Fine, you're right. Show's over. Next topic. <laughs> right. In that context, right. people might think that we really want to have sex with Spears' mom. Right. You know, context. <laughs> that my, my. I'm just thinking you shouldn't get bullied like that. I agree with you. If he was, if there was evidence that showed that he actually was bullied. Fine, you're right. So what if? What, what's the what's the other what's the other half of this though? If you were bullied, were there options at your disposal to have the bully dealt with? Because you're look, you're on a team, and the worst thing that you can do when you're on a team is walk out on that team. Yeah, but he, I mean, he he didn't have a winning move at all because if he, as soon as he 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 turned into a tattletale or whatever, he gets labeled as a, a tattletale baby, and then nobody ever trusts him again. I think when faced with the winning move, the only the only correct move is to not play. So you're saying you're saying that this guy had no option oh, to go to, to, go to games, a motherfucker. I say it, man. You guys went too quick. Would you like to play tic tac toe? Would you like to play a game of tic tac toe? Sorry, dude. Jeez. Sorry. You know that movie is just very important to me. Would you like to play a game? 
how about global thermal nuclear war? Exactly. I always wanted to play that game as a kid. That looked fun as hell. Yeah, blowing, blowing shit up, blowing the world up. Back then, computer games were mysterious, man. Computers were mysterious. You didn't have stuff like that. Yeah, you had to fucking put your modem up to the telephone just so you can yeah. get it to work. Acoustic couplers. So you mean to tell me that this guy had no options? He couldn't go to a he couldn't go to a a, a coach. He couldn't go to another teammate. I'm so, how's that conversation go? Hey, coach, uh, Incognito's picking on me again. Yeah. But from from the way from the way this is described, it's 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 a much it was a much broader issue than just Richie Incognito. The way Jonathan Martin describes the experience is that there was something that was fundamentally wrong about the locker room. I mean, if you it's have that to... fundamentally wrong. What else could he do? I'm telling you, he had two choices: he could quit or he could deal with it until something worse happens. Quitting is the sucker's way out. Right? Well, what else was he supposed to? You do You have then? some courage. You, you try to face the problem head on. You mean like challenge somebody to a duel? You don't have to challenge somebody to a duel. We're not talking about ten paces at dawn, asshole. So what is your solution then? See, the, the thing is, I think that you can have the courage to stand up to your abusers. You can have the courage to stand up to the people that are affecting you negatively. Now, I don't know to what extent Jonathan Martin did or did not do that. If he did, had he gone through the process of exhausting every opportunity at his disposal... Then I could see him leaving the situation because there was there was nothing else that he can do. But again, I don't know what he did or did not do. Which is why it's such a non-story. So here's the here's the irony about all of the uh, all of the righteous indignation, all all this week, all last week. It's been, it was it's Richie Incognito this, Jonathan Martin that. All last week, anytime you 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 put on a uh, sports website or if you uh, if you flipped on the radio. This is all you talked about. This is all you heard about. This is all you read about. With this much negativity about the NFL culture, about the Miami Dolphins, how much do you want to bet that not one person stopped watching an NFL game? Why would they stop watching? Exactly. You could sit there. You could finish reading an article about how terrible the NFL is and the the thug mentality of the NFL, the, the NFL culture out of control, and you sit down and you edit your fantasy football lineup. The fuck is that about? That's one person's opinion. We don't um, don't feel that everybody in the world probably shares that opinion. No, I'm not even talking about you. I'm talking about the people who are actually calling into sports radio bitching about this shit. The pansy-mansies. That's what I'm saying, man. Every one of these fuckers, every one of these, these, these assholes, bitching and yelling and screaming, posting on message boards, writing in, you know, op-ed pieces or whatever else, they all played fantasy football that weekend, and they all sat down and they watched the Dolphins. Dude, nobody watched the Dolphins. <laughs> Facts. Facts. <laughs> so what, what, say, what say you about that one there, Ganthor? About the, uh, the righteous indignation? No, I think it's, it's the sports journalism industry anyway. Like, Slow I don't week. know who they're trying to fool. They're not, gonna, they're not Pulitzer Prize winning journalists or anything. They don't really do anything good. Some of them are though. Articles like this. Some of the writers, some of the writers are actually very good. The the sports talk radio idiots. Oof. I don't, I don't know how you can listen to that shit. Dude, have you listened to the Philly? Oh, it's the Philly stations are the worst. Oh, they're the just worst. Just because they have the terrible Philly accent, and then all the idiot Philly callers. The they're worst. so stupid. They start off, "Hey, Mike, how you doing? Good man, how you doing? Yeah, just real quick, I I wanted to ask you about uh." The Eagles played last week because, uh, you know, in Madden, in the playbook, they've got a, a 
a Jet 43 toss sweep. And, uh, you know, back in high school, I used to be a running back. And, um, you know, how about it? Go Eagles. I just wanted, you know, I just wanted to know what your thoughts on, uh, on, uh, on the Eagles' chances at Washington this week because, uh, you know, I, I picked them in my elimination pool, you know, and, uh, I mean, that's what they do. It just <laughs> that's goes perfect. on and on. Yeah, that's pretty solid, dude. That's, that's perfect. And it, it makes me cringe every time. Oh, my God, that was so spot on. Uh, With I, the Madden reference is genius. Yeah. <laughs> I you gonna, Did you like I that? Thought you gonna, I thought you were going to throw a Baba Booey in there somewhere. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I I wholeheartedly agree with Ganthor. Uh, you know the sports the sports radio machine just just feeds the fire, right? It's just yeah. fucking brutal. They need something to, they need something to, to fill the airtime with. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like they don't nobody's not covering anything award winning or you know it's not like Watergate or any other major journalism discoveries or coups or whatever. It's it's just junk. Well, because what else are you going to talk about on sports radio, right? I mean, you just the the team plays every Sunday, and nothing's changed in the last six days since the, or since the last day since the last time you had your your talk show. That's right. And it, it none of it's it's none of it's falsifiable. It's all opinion, right? Like there are a few shows where they attempt to to educate you about, like if you've ever seen NFL matchup. Yeah, that's right. That show's still on the air. Yeah, yeah, it's the one early in the morning. Yeah, they show you hows and whys and and matchups and you know why a team was trying to set up or you know what they've planned at all year to try and take advantage of people you know what I mean? right it's, it's about breaking down the plays and showing you the the mechanics of football deepening your understanding of the sport so that right. when you're watching it you can appreciate it more right like what i was trying to say is they'll show you how how they ran like a, a play in the first quarter to set up something late in the late in the third or the fourth quarter right you know yeah and they'll, they'll tie it all together and I think that's fascinating and very insightful, and I wish they would do more of it. And that's a perfect opportunity for for sports journalists to do stuff like that. But no, it's, it's always these opinion pieces where, you know, is Chip Kelly going to get fired? The Eagles terrible? Or the Eagles the best in the, in the NFL? And it, they do that for every sport, about every coach, about every player. Well, And then it's the, um, and then it's the, the shows where you have two talking heads yelling at each other. Yeah, that's right. so, the worst fucking so Tony Kornheiser. PTI, PTI is one of them. Oh, I love P- that show. PTI is not the worst one, though. The worst one is First Take. Is that's, that the one with Stephen A., whatever his name Stephen is? Stephen A. Smith and what's the other idiot? Skip, Skip Bayless. Bayless. Yeah. What a dick. See, those those two, they, they ruin it for the entire industry. They do. Because all they're trying to do is say something that's sensational. They want the sound bite. Yep. They want the soundbite. They want it. They want people um, trending things on on Twitter or or reposting things on Facebook. That's what they want. That's what this whole story was about. It was about the sensationalism, right? It was about all those buzzwords. It was about the bullying and the racism and the NFL culture. It wasn't wasn't about the relationship between these two guys, or or worse than that, it wasn't about the potential mental anguish that this this guy was this guy was potentially going through it was about it was about the soundbite it was about whatever they could do to get more views more more clicks more trends more whatever yeah and you know what they'll do the show in the morning they'll say they're they're for you know topic x and then in the show in the afternoon they'll say they're against topic x 
and they'll flip-flop back and forth all the time. That's the problem with this story. That's why it took off. Because it was about... Because you're right. It was about the... How many different angles of the story can you drag out of this? Because every angle that you have is just another article you can write. It's just another thing that someone's going to click on. It's, it's why it's why Miley Cyrus is a thing. Well, she's got tits. That's why she's a thing. Why? But it's why it's why Miley Cyrus is a thing. It's why Justin Bieber is a thing. Because there's something sensational about the, the, the dumb-ass shit that they do. It's not about the Miami Dolphins. It's not about their efficacy on the field. It's about the fucking circus that you can surround this thing with that's just going to drive drive people to your website. That's all it is. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. So what do we learn? What do we learn about the Miami Dolphins? What do we learn about the circus? Z-Man. I, I learned that even big guys have feelings. Aww. Well, it's like, it's like uh, I guess it's big guys need loving too, just like big girls need loving too. Big girls do need loving. Big girls need loving. Gantor. What? What is that? Do you have a problem with the format of the show? I mean, we do this. This is the thing we do. This no, is like a, see, we've done this what? like 150 a times. A polite host would ask me instead of just shouting my name. Shouting my name runs in your family, but oh wow! <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's on fire! He's back! I love it! Oh wow! Did you tell I had a bad day. Woo! Um, what did I learn? I don't even give a shit anymore. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, what did I learn? Well, I, I learned that Ganthor, um... Ganthor speechless. Can, speechless. Ganthor just... <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, right then. So if... <laughs> I can't... That one... That one just... It's like I got socked in the jaw with that one. <laughs> Uh, so if you, if you think the whole Miami Dolphins thing is ridiculous, you want to let us know, why don't you go ahead and post it on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash four listeners or four listeners.com. You could check us out on iTunes or on Stitcher radio. Just search for four listeners. It will pop right on up. We thank you for checking us out this week and we hope that you will check us out again next week. Thanks a bunch, everybody. In a God of a feet, oh baby, don't you know that the heart is the truth?